You are listening to the Body Charge Podcast, and I'm your host, Sandy Sanderson. Welcome to the Body Charge Podcast. Today's topic is Don't Worry, Be Happy by Adjusting Your Frequency. Scientists are discovering more about our body's responses to electromagnetic field exposures as we move further into a technology-dominated society. If we are exposed to excessive stresses and radiation fields that move us out of our ideal natural state, we become ill. In this podcast, we'll look at how to get back into that right frequency zone for balanced, free-flowing energy. And I have with me here a a guest, a special guest, Mark L. Fox. He's an entrepreneur, a scientist, engineer, author, creative thinking consultant, crop circle formation researcher, and former space shuttle chief engineer. He was also a hot air balloonist for 35 years and built his own airplane. He is an inventor of Vibe, a pocket electromagnetic field device that delivers resonance frequencies to help correct imbalance in our biological electrical system. So welcome to the podcast, Mark. I'm so excited to talk to you because this area of uh, research uh, has to do with our electrical system. And it's really important these days because humanity is exposed more than ever before to unnatural types of frequencies and uh, radiation from the atmosphere, all sorts of effects that can impact our health. Uh, And my ears pricked up also because you were chief shuttle engineer and crop circle formation researcher. So I was wondering what attracted you to these interests in the first place. Well, the, the space shuttle one is I, like I, I graduated my undergraduates in chemical engineering. And when I graduated in 1983, there was nobody hiring anybody. The, the economy was terrible. And me and my um, best friend, he was a nuclear physicist. I was a chemical engineer. We were hanging drywall for $3.50 an hour. And I'm like, this is terrible. We're not using our degrees. And um, here in Cocoa Beach, Florida, which is where I live now, I grew up here and I'm back here now. But um, a friend of mine's father said, hey, did you, have you heard of this company, Morton Thicott, at Kennedy Space Center? They have a new contract. I'm like, no, never heard of them. He goes, well, put in your resume. <clears throat> so I did. And uh, they, um, they ended up hiring me real quick. They had a cost plus contract and they were anxious to get 80 new engineers. And so I kind of like, I didn't want to be in rockets because my dad was in rockets. And I'm like, you know, I've been around rockets my whole life. It's like, I'll just take this job for six months or something until I find a, a better one. <laughs> and then I ended up being there for 15 plus years. So that's how I ended up in the, in the space shuttle. Um, as far as crop formations, consciously, I don't know if they're, related or not maybe they are subconsciously but I've always been kind of interested in crop formations I'm not obsessed with them but um I've read probably every book that's written in English from researchers um and it's interesting a friend of mine his name's Dr. Oz Jackson he's a real forward-thinking veterinarian and he's funny whenever he's reading a book he takes a uh a brown paper bag and covers it like a book cover so you can't see what he's reading. So I'm like, Oz, what are you reading? And it was a book called um, The Source Field Investigations by a guy named Wilcox. And it was, you know, the book's like that bad. It's hard to get through. And it had all kinds of super strange, weird phenomena in it. And it was odd 
like an appendix at the end or the last chapter and it said, okay, we can't have this whole subject matter without mentioning crop formations. And all everything else in my mind that he had talked about was weirder than that, right? But most people think of crop circles or crop formations or something usually symmetrical. But this particular formation, um, think of a, a pizza, okay, that's got 10 slices and it's not symmetric. It looks weird that nobody understood. And like two years later, us scientists look at it and said, I think it might be describing pi, 3.14159. So I'm like, <clears throat> okay, that's not a random you know, geometrical type shape or something. That's got some intelligence or something you, to it. You so, mean like a snowflake could form in nature in the atmosphere and no one's actually drawing it somewhere and designing it. Well, maybe God once upon a time created the plans, but I mean, right. they keep forming randomly. And so that's what you're saying, like not a natural formation that would happen like with, with water, uh, ice crystals, that kind of thing. Well, an ice crystal might be a natural formation, but this, this because it, and if you saw the picture, which I had, a, I could show it to you, is it, it's going like in circles, but it's, it's changing, it's representing numbers. So it's representing a three, then a decimal point, then one, four, one, five, nine. Like that's, that means there's intelligence behind it. So two of the top researchers in crop formations at the time were Lucy Pringle. This is in Wiltshire, England, Lucy Pringle and Michael Glickman. And I've been going back and forth with them on emails and stuff. And I asked, is this one authentic? So this, this statistic blows people away. 95% of crop formations are not man-made. And it's like, and I, we have scientific proof that we go through a checklist to figure out if it's man-made or not. And I figured this one was a joke, a hoax, right? And I asked them, I said, did you guys go into the field and analyze it? And they both said, yes. I go, it's a fake one, right? And they go, no, it's authentic. I'm like, okay, wow, there's some weird <clears throat> intelligence behind this. So I said, I'm going to go research it myself. And so you know, one summer we went over there, and my wife went with me. <laughs> she she told her boss, I'm going to um, on vacation in England to study crop formations with my husband. And her boss said, uh, you must really love him. <laughs> so So that's what really got me interested in it is, Something weird like that that had intelligence behind was there that looked authentic and wasn't fake. And there's a we went, we can go through some of it if you want to on this. Well, podcast. I read I read a little bit um some of those reports. And when the scientists took instruments to measure radiation, they found unnaturally high levels of radiation inside those formations. And when the wheat was bent over into those shapes. It was bent at certain nodules that like exploded with steam. So they had been subjected to some kind of superheating so that internally the juices inside the plant kind of exploded at, at certain nodules and bent them over, which I thought was really fascinating. So so that that's like very high tech stuff happening. Well, what you just explained is absolutely perfect spot on. There's so of all the books I've read and all the researchers that I've talked to, I put together a checklist and it has 15 points on it of here's the 15 things that you should see or most of them if it's authentic. 
one of them that you just said is one of the, the number one targets. I mean, number one flags is if it's man-made, the stomp with the board, it's going to break the wheat and it's broken and it dies. It cannot stand back up. If it's authentic, it's going to be exactly what you just said. The knuckle or the node on it is going to be inflamed. It's going to be two to three times bigger. It be bent about 45 degrees and the wheat lays down or whatever the crop is lays down and it doesn't kill it. If you don't step on it, it'll stand back up in a, in a week. So that inflamed node is there's no way to re, reproduce. Well, the, the node, the reason I said well is because every time something like this comes out, there's a scientist that's on the payroll that comes and debunks it. Okay. So one of them, I won't mention his name, scientists on CNN said, oh, well, now we figured it out because it, they, they realized that the only way to reproduce it so far is to use microwave radiation, okay, that level of radiation. So this guy comes on CNN, and he goes, well, college students are walking around with microwaves and pointing it at the wheat. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But it, so, so there's that, <clears throat> there's a ton of checklists like that. It's, there's evidence that the soil is at, has been raised, risen to 800 centigrade without catching anything on fire. And you're like, well, how did you measure that? Because there's BBs of iron. So the it, it turns the iron in the sand, it turns it into molten like little BBs. So there's that, there's those iron droplets. There's some really weird stuff, Sandy, that you can't, no way could be man-made. For example, ghost formations. So, you know, the wheat gets processed, right? And then the next year, a year later, a new wheat comes up and you can still see the formation because wow. the crop has grown differently. And it's a really bizarre phenomenon. If the crop formation happens in the spring, the crop inside of it will grow about five times slower than everything around it. If it happens late in the year, October, the part that's affected by the crop formation will grow five times faster than the rest of it, which nobody has figured out that logic or why. But I personally have seen, I did my own research, I've taken pictures. I've seen ghost formations that that formation was there a year ago. And now I can obviously see it from the air because it's a lot greener than the rest of the weed. It's some kind of uh, electromagnetic field anomaly. And I also read that it tends to happen usually in certain places on the planet, not not everywhere necessarily, but these places where they tend to appear frequently uh, have a lot of underground water and there's some kind of association with the hydrology in the Earth's crust in those places that create, that help uh, electromagnetic magnetic fields form. So there is something to do with the with a frequency. So I like this connection with frequencies because that's what it's all about really. So radiation is just a part of the whole spectrum of frequencies we're exposed to in nature. Um, and some of the frequencies are harmful and some of them are our ideal where we, we live and thrive. Um, animals, plants, um, we respond to these different frequencies. So and I know also when the Earth's ozone layer becomes more depleted um, and also if the sun reduces its electromagnetic field, um, uh, which connects with the Earth, then we are less protected. 
So, and we're in that kind of time zone at the moment, uh, I believe, where our field is very low on the earth. And so we are now more exposed to cosmic radiation of various kinds. And, and so it's not just our instruments and our technology that's bombarding us, including 5G and maybe even 6G, uh, where will it end? Uh, but, but we have the, these cosmic influences now. So I know humans and animal life and plants can adjust to a certain extent, but the question is, um, where are we being overloaded and not able to recover and not able to adjust fast enough and then, then, therefore, that would cause illness and disease. Uh, so, what do you have to say about that interaction? Well, yeah, a couple of comments I want to make to, the, to what you said earlier is yes, there's there's water tables and stuff in many places where they appear, and they appear sometimes to be on ley lines, right? That, but because when I get asked, it's like, well, how come they're only in Wiltshire? Well, they're not in Wiltshire; they're in Denmark. They're so why don't we have them in America? So you know how many researchers there are, crop formation researchers there are in the United States? 1.5. I'm a half a person, okay? Because I do it part-time. There's one other lady that does it. So there's nobody in America, no one, looking for them. So we may have 100 times more crop formations than England does, right? And so just because there's no research, nobody's looking for them. The, it's interesting is not only water tables and stuff, but in areas where they happen, well, there's a lot of chalk as the base material underneath the earth, which I think is kind of funny because we have chalkboards in school, right? So maybe we're writing kind of with chalk or using that somehow. So, that, so that's kind of weird, but the, prop, the the thing is nobody knows how many there really are. You know, when Doug and Dave, if we, so what happened in the early 1990s was to de debunk the whole thing and I don't know how they got worldwide coverage. I do, but two guys came out, two old guys. Well, they controlled the media, obviously. The media. It's they, been done for a long time. <laughs> right. So they said, uh, Doug and Dave made all the crop formations ever. And, and there's, you can go find the video clip. An interviewer said, so you made these three formations in Wiltshire, England last night. Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. Did you make the two in Denmark last night as well? And the guys look over to the producer on the camera and go, he's not supposed to ask us that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you were in Denmark too at the same time. Oops. So, yeah. oops, <laughs> exactly, oops. Yes. So, yeah, they can't, they can't explain it away. Uh, we live in a magical world and a magical universe, and we should be more curious than ever. We should be asking lots of questions. And I noticed also on um, the media is now leaking out, or probably intentionally, um, the, that NASA have a lot of footage of um, UFOs. They now call them UAPs. And th this is starting to come into mainstream a little bit more that with the possibility, even 60 Minutes um, interviewers said, this, this is phenomenal. We might not be alone in the whole universe. And I had to laugh when he said that because the whole thing sounds so ridiculous. We may not be alone. Well, what kind of ego mind thinks that us human beings in this vast infinite universe would be the only hominids anywhere in the whole universe? I mean, it's it's doesn't make logical sense, does it? It does not. And you know what made it made me think, and this is old, old news. This is like 25 years ago. But what we what NASA did is they tried to look at the darkest spot in the universe that we know of. Okay, 
So picture an eight foot soda straw. So you're looking with your eye, eight foot long soda straw. That's how small the area was that they focused on. The satellite that was going around the earth, they took 10,000 exposures. Now just the technology to be able, because the first time it flies by, it's going over Dallas. The next time it's over New York. And they managed to get this pointed each time to that black area where there should be nothing. 10,000 exposures in eight months time, like the longest exposure ever for a picture, hoping, proving that it's gonna be black. One billion galaxies, not stars. One billion galaxies were found in that little pinhead and people just went, All right, uncle, we give up. So to your point, statistically, from a scientific point of view, if we're the only things are, that's insane. And the, the, the craft that have actually reached the edge of our solar system and moved out keep photographing more because as we keep moving outwards, we keep seeing more within that field of vision. Right. So, so theoretically, the universe is infinite. I think infinite going outwards as much as it's infinite going inwards. Yes, and so that's that's quite a difficult concept for people to have. You've got to practice it, I think, because we're actually trained to think inside a box with boundaries and walls and don't think outside that box. But but I think it's quite fun to think outside that box. So do I. To your point that you just said at the end there, which I one of the things about crop formations that amazes me the most, and I got some smart pocket science friends, that they don't care. You can't, I can't get their attention long enough to explain any of my presence. It's like, I got a soccer game to go to. I got, right, life's in the way. I don't want to process this in my head because it's too big. And it's, that is the vast, vast majority of anyone I present this to. Um, most people won't even listen to my presentation on crop formations unless they're in a, I teach at a place called the Wizard Academy, which is a nonprofit school in Austin, Texas, that has some really forward thinking, smart people. And they'll listen to that presentation. But if I try to do that in the corporate world or anyone, they're like, shut up. It's, you know, it's all fake. And well, I just showed you how it's not. So do you want to process that for a minute? And people can't, or they don't, they choose not to. It's, well, it's think weird. of Galileo. I mean, you know, it, yes. it takes sometimes a hundred years. I hope it doesn't take that long this time. We should be moving faster. <laughs> right. But right. we, I think we need to understand better because our whole existence is at stake. Um, the technology we have could be potentially destructive to to our species, and right. we we need to wake up and smell the coffee. We we need to let go of those old paradigms because our whole existence is at stake, and we are frequency beings. We are electrical beings. Life, the life force itself, is electrical, and. So um, what I'm particularly interested in is how, in, in the area of health, how can we protect us, our health from these unnatural um, frequencies that would impinge on our health? How can we protect against that dangerous radiation? How can we protect it against overexposure to EMFs and, you know, um, turning up the 5G uh, to very high megahertz? Um, because there's not been enough research in this area in relation to the health and its impact. Yeah, the EMFs, and, and a lot, it's interesting because I get asked this a lot, is people are confusing what my device does, PEMF, 
which is extremely low energy. It's one to a thousand Hertz. I have nothing in there over a thousand Hertz. Your cell phone is a million Hertz, right? So EMF is wait. So EMF is potentially bad. PMF is good. So, but they sound a lot alike. So I have to explain a lot is. Yes, please and explain. I, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, yeah, PMF is, it's not like a radio signal with high energy going somewhere. In fact, it's a alternating low energy magnetic field. So it's collapsing back on itself a thousand times a second or whatever. It's not traveling through space. It's not, in fact, the magnetic field does not, at low energy like that does not go very far at all. In fact, my device, you can't measure it that far away, right? Is you almost have to be against you. So it's a, an EMF is, I'm not an expert in that field. I'm a scientist, so, and I'm skeptical about everything, but it's a, but EMF, when, when somebody says you can put something on your phone to help block, I get that, where it's a shield, the same thing as putting an umbrella between you and the sun. When somebody has a device, and hopefully I'm not knocking any people, you know, they put a device in your desk and it's going to knock out all of 5G. How? How is it doing that? Because just picture EMF is light. So when you have sunlight bouncing around your house or in the yard, how you know, it's absorbed by some stuff, it's reflecting off certain things. How is one device sitting next to you stopping you that from hitting you? Well, it's already hitting your eye because you see it. So I've just, I've not gone that route. I'm just, I'm not an expert and my device doesn't do anything to block EMF. It was, wasn't designed for any of that. It's completely different technology. It's PEMF. And, and when people go, oh, you know, a friend of mine today goes, yeah, it's too much voodoo. I'm like, okay, well, the earth is engulfed in PMF. So the earth puts out 7.83 Hertz, 20.1 and 14.3, 14.3 and 20.1. I said that right, but there's three of them, three bands that the earth puts out and you're engulfed in it. So if PMF was bad, none of us would be here and there weren't any plants, animals, nothing. So you're engulfed in it. And that's what my device puts out is PMF in those ranges. Cause I'm between one and a thousand Hertz, but yeah, EMF, I'm not an expert in. I got to kind of not, I don't know if I'm an expert in anything, but I have to focus on some of the stuff. Well, like my wife says, like somebody asked me yesterday, do you have any other devices? I'm like, yeah, I got four or five half design, but I can't afford the divorce. So I got to concentrate on one. <laughs> so help me to understand a little bit more about frequency. I was trying to wrap my my head around it. It's, it's well, so it's a note to music and it's a color frequency when we see colors um so so frequencies are more like um instructions uh, and then the volume is different we can turn up the volume or intensity of that frequency can't we and yes. so where where does the danger lie where is the ideal health zone um in this relationship between frequency and let's call it volume or intensity yeah, and the way I describe that with frequencies is think of a surfer that's waiting on a wave. How often does a wave come by and how tall is the wave, right? And those two combine for energy. So like mine is, I already said, between one and a thousand hertz, so it's super low. And the height of the wave, the magnetic field strength is extremely low. So the earth is naturally at 0.4, 0.5 Gauss. My device is maybe eight Gauss. So it's super, super, super low energy, which from a common sense point of view would tell you it can't work. It can't do anything, but it appears to do that, right? So it's, um, 
the the resonance part of it is and like you said with frequencies is you know string theory and those type of things is everything is a frequency right it exists because of a frequency um so what is resonance magnetic resonance if you just talk about the word resonance the simplest concepts are um like your key fob so when you go to open your door in your car why does it open your door and not anyone else's in the parking lot because there's an exact signal from your device that's resonating with the lock. Same as a radio station, when I tune into 103.5, why do I only hear 103.5 and not everything else that's out there? Because it's resonating between the transmitting antenna and the receiving antenna. Um, the garage door opener, right? Any of those things, common day stuff that you use all the time, kind of think about it. Uh, if you're old enough to remember the commercial with Memorex, Ella Fitzgerald was, is it real or is it Memorex? where she sings and breaks a glass, right? So it's resonating with that glass. Tuning forks is a simple example. If they're both the same frequency, you hit one, the other one's gonna resonate with it. So- Yes, there's like a form of entrainment. It starts exactly. to, to run the same beat, the same rhythm, same frequency. Exactly. It, it and, is. And is, could that be how homeopathics work as well? That certain plants have a frequency and that when we um, imbue or imbibe or absorb that frequency, then our own cells become entrained with that frequency. Things change. Um, and depending if you need it and it fills the gap or gives you what you need, then you come back to balance. Is that theoretically how it would work? Yes. And the homeopathic thing is... You know, this this is a struggle for me. I'll tell you why. Because, it, you know, I, I get the Facebook haters and everyone else that attacks me out there is like, this thing, your device can't be real. And you're, one guy told me I was worse than Hitler. I mean, it's like, so I, I know from some test data that I can take my device and put a glass of water on it, run the frequencies and drink the water and get nearly the same results. Or you could put it on like cream. So you could just take the device and do like that, right? You, and just set it on cream. And we have anecdotal data that says this will hold the frequencies for up to 30 days. So then you get in this physics argument, can water hold memory? And yes, no. uh, and I, Mo Dr. Emoto, I read his book. Yes. Yeah. Moto and, and most, and then there's a whole bunch of people that attacked him that said, you know, we try to reproduce it and it's not real. The one I point to is, and it's on my website, is the documentary is and i won't can't remember his name and i'll say it wrong anyway because he's french is he won the nobel prize for discovering the hiv virus so the guy has street cred right um he has proven that you can take dna dilute it homeopathically to the equivalent of one drop of water in all the earth's oceans they took that digitally and they sent an email to another lab and they PCR'd it, right, to increase the DNA, and they got, it, it stayed in the water. So that whole easy water, if you probably, from based on the way you're talking, probably familiar yes, with that. Dr. Gerald Polak, and I've read his books as well, absolutely fascinating, and a very um, well-researched, and the experiments that were done, uh, it it's just makes so much sense. I do 
believe that there is a resonant frequency able to be held in water and they've done these experiments with vortexing you know when it when it's swirled around forms a spiral and the water molecules align in a certain way and become more alkaline so the ph goes up so there's definitely a, an electromagnetic effect how and when certain electrolytes are added such as magnesium it helps to hold the charge longer so that frequency is held even longer when the right minerals and and this is why i think the cells in our body respond so well to water with minerals with the electrolytes in it they absorb more of the water become and stay well hydrated they function a lot better because of their electrical system so energy can pass better through through our um, cells um, and our whole circuit runs better and more smoother. We stay younger and juicier longer when <laughs> we have plenty of water with electrolytes because we are electrical beings, right? Yes, very electrical. It, 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 it's interesting because the two names are spelled different and their last name, but they're close. So Pollock, Gerald Pollock, P-O-L-L-O-C-K, -L 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 I think, okay, the easy water guy. I've talked to him a couple of times on a Zoom call and stuff and we discussed a thing, super fascinating guy, like you said. Um, Pollock, P-A-U-L-E-K, -E maybe I spelled that wrong. He is a PMF expert in the world. He's one of the guys out there that has some research that says if you use magnesium as a supplement, that PMF tends to work a lot better. Uh, both super good guys to talk to. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's... Um, so we we we're coming to the finish, and I'd love you to summarize um, what you have to offer with your vibe device, and um, how it can help people not only recover perhaps from an injury or some kind of illness, but also for maintenance and protection in the world that we live in. What one comment for you get is just because one of the Facebook haters uses example said. Hey, you know, with this vibe, do you get a free bottle of snake oil with it? Right. So I'm like, and he had MD even on the end of his name. So I said, so you're a medical doctor. He goes, yes, I am. So I said, okay, have you ever heard of an MRI? Of course, I'm being facetious. He goes, duh, we use those every day. Okay. What does it stand for? Magnetic resonance. Okay. So when people go to voodoo or whatever, and they don't believe in the magic, if you spent five minutes research of what an MRI machine is, you would freak out, okay? The way it's supposed to work is protons. Look, picture the earth. They're like, they have a North Pole and the South Pole and they're all randomly scattered. What an MRI machine does, step one is you put a gigantic magnetic field on you and it aligns them all in one plane, which creates its own magnetic field, which is bizarre to start with. Then you hit it with radio waves, it entrains, okay, with it. And then when you turn it off, the protons snap back to their normal position, which releases some energy at different times, what they call T1 and T2, which allow you to capture that and make an image out of it. Every adult in the modern world has heard MRI, okay? They know what it is. They go, yeah, it takes pictures. What I just described is the dumbest, simplest way I can describe what it is. That is a hundred times more magic than what I'm trying to do with something that simulates basically what the earth is already doing. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So that, that's why I try and tell people now is you believe in MRI, but you don't believe in this thing. And, and I don't either. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I don't know. When people start beating me up so much, I guess like, give it a try. 
and see if it works for you. If it doesn't, then fine. I'll give you your money back. And I don't That's want it. It does or it doesn't. That's yeah, and it. I don't want anyone in the world. I don't want anyone in the world to have my device that they paid for and it doesn't work for them. I don't want anyone out there to send it back. I'll give you money back. But so anyway, I'm sorry. Your question was that's okay. So we we need to finish up and and have a very quick summary. And where can people find you if they want to know more? Okay, so Rosona.health, so R-E-S-O-N-A, like resonance, Rosona.health forward slash body charge. Okay, so they can go there. They can learn more about it. There's a, I have all kinds of eBooks I've written. I have all kinds of research. You can deep dive into it until you're going to go blind. And and if they want to try one, there's a, a discount code on there for like $150 off. Okay. Well, definitely we should be asking more questions and investigating more options. Uh, and thank you very much for being our guest today. Um, I really, really enjoyed this podcast and, you know, perhaps in the future we can do it again and bring some more good information into people's view because we need, you know, knowledge is power and the truth shall set you free, as they say. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you too. Bye-bye. I hope you like this conversation and will share it with others. Hear more from Body Charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on blogs, podcasts, videos, and magnesium special offers at electromagnesium.com.au. Relax, recharge, and recover.